You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Therapy Reflection Journal. The Therapy Reflection Journal is your personal journal for your therapy experience. Whether you are just starting therapy for the first time or currently in therapy, you can utilize this journal throughout your process. This journal was designed for you to write down topics and themes that you and your therapist discuss throughout your counseling sessions. There's a place to keep track of your mood, things to work on in between sessions, and an entire place for you to reflect on what you and your therapist talked about. Take this journal with you consistently throughout your counseling experience to dig deeper and see growth in your mental health like never before. You can go to rosandrenee.com to purchase or the link is in the description box. Now let's start the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week. It has been a little second. I missed you so much. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let me kind of get into this. I am so excited to be recording Last week, I'm going to tell y'all, I tried to record and it was not happening. Okay, so I tried to record literally, I want to say like 10 times, and I'm not even exaggerating, like 10 times last Sunday, and it just did not happen. And so I just, you know, chalked it to the game and literally said, sis, just take a break. Like you have literally had a crazy week, take a break. And I don't, and I know that I've said this to y'all before, like I don't really like the idea of not being consistent, especially giving you episode every week. But 
for some reason, it just wasn't happening. I prayed. I was like, okay, it just isn't happening. So I, um, you know, sometimes I'm learning you're going to have good times. You're going to have difficult challenges and all this kind of stuff. And I really, truly believe that this podcast is blessing people and learning how to navigate through when you get thrown off sometimes is something I'm learning. But I will say this to you. Thank you to all of the people that listened to the Cost of Healing pod, the the episode from two weeks ago. I have gotten so much feedback from this episode in particular. And I want to give you all the background. I was so nervous to post this episode because I felt like when I was recording, I don't really truly remember what I was saying until after I re-listened to it. And I really listened to it multiple times. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, that hurt. Ooh, that kind of hit me. Is this me talking? Like, you know, I was I remember I was in my prayer closet and I was asking God what to talk about. And like I told y'all last the couple weeks ago, um, you know, this kind of season that I'm in right now is the is being intentional and kind of being all in the process, kind of what God was telling me. And so the points that I talked about were strictly from him. Like I remember praying and I wrote down the points and I just talked from them on the podcast and just the impact of being blunt. Like I was extremely honest and very trying to come from scripture. It was challenging for me because it hit home with me so much that I was like, I don't know how it's going to hit for other people that I didn't want to post the episode. I even called my mom and was like, can you listen to this episode? Like, I'm really nervous about posting it. And she told me, do not re-record it. You need to post the episode. And so I was just like, okay, but the amount of people that have listened, the new people that have listened, hey, new um, listeners, I'm so taken aback by it because it makes me realize that when you're uncomfortable at times, that's that's when you need to realize, like when God tells you to do something, you just need to do it. And then also, too, that people aren't saved or changed by these watered down messages. People are changed by giving meat and really being honest and coming from a place of real scripture. Like I'm the type of person where I like to be told the honest truth. I'd like to be told, even if I don't always receive it well, I want to be told the honest truth because I would prefer to change from honesty and being hurt a little bit than trying to be changed by a watered down message. It really ain't about nothing. And honestly, today I looked at my stats and My podcast has only been out for like four months now at this point, and I have like almost 3,000 downloads. And to me, I'm just like, you know, some of the places that y'all live in, I don't even know people in those places. And I know that I connect with a lot of y'all on social media. Thank you to all the people who always reach out to me. I really enjoy hearing from you and hearing your stories and just hearing about your healing journey. But I don't know a lot of, I don't know any of y'all in these places. Like Baltimore is a place that I've, you know, Maryland, I have a lot of listeners, Texas, I have a lot of listeners, California, New York, I have other countries listening. And it's just surprising to me what God does when you trust him, but also what he'll do for you, what, how he impacts people when you don't even know it. 
And so, you know, like I was saying, my point is my life is and what I want to do in my life is for the impact of saving souls. Even if it's just you get saved and you got, you know, whatever he does, does what he needs to do to help change you. But people need change and people need healing. There's a lot of hurting people in this world. And so I'm so filled with gratitude today and I'm so filled with just happiness that you decided to listen because I really, truly care about you all, even if I never see your face, never interact with you on social media, never even be able to know your name. Just know like this soul, this this spirit that you hear is from a very genuine, loving place. And I really am trying to make sure that I live my life in a purposeful way that God is pleased with that you all are impacted. And so coming from that space of just kind of having, you know, a little bit of a rough month um, of staying consistent, I really went into reflective mode the last couple of weeks on just like where I'm at. And like I talked about that in the podcast um, from the cost of healing, but just like this change of behavior, addressing my negative thoughts and like things like that have been something that I'm really kind of where I'm at. And so um, along with that, I really want to know from you all who you are, for one, and just kind of what are you interested in hearing from this podcast? Of course, everything is God led and I always will lead with the Holy Spirit. But I really want to take these things to the father and ask him, like, how to walk me through this so that your people are touched. And so I created a survey that's going to be the link to that survey will be um, below, if you just kind of, if you have an iPhone, because that's the majority of my listeners, if you just kind of scroll up, you'll see the notes. And you, if you click on that survey, I really would appreciate it if you take that, because I want to be able to get from you all just some type of feedback about where you are in your healing journey. What type of things have you experienced? What are some of the things that you're struggling with currently to be able to provide effective tools and or resources if it's something that I can't address be able to just like provide it to you on the podcast and the notes or whatever because I just think that it's more impactful for me to know about you now that we've kind of built this relationship and we can kind of just have some um you know dialogue in the sense for me to be able to gather from you all so if you're listening to this even months from now please still do the survey because I will periodically pull that information and if you do it I really 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 appreciate it um second thing the Therapy Reflection Journal is still on sale. If you go to rouseandrenee.com, um, you can purchase and I will send it to you. I am super just blown away by the feedback that I've gotten from people. Um, I, my actual therapist has um, used, uh, given it to clients and it's just, it's just impactful to see just how much it's helpful to people and just a part of their actual therapy process. I use mine every time I go to therapy and it's really helpful. So therapy reflection journal is still on sale. And then, um, so this week, like I wanted to come from a different lens. Um, I, like I said, try to be very impactful in the messages that I'm giving to you all, but this was kind of on my mind and I felt like this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast because I'm going to speak from a very practical standpoint and the sense of like something that I feel like we all struggle with. But if you aren't someone that doesn't struggle with this, sis, I need your number tomorrow. But time management, like 
I, like I said to y'all, was in real reflective mode because, you know, when God tells me I need to be all in, I also um, wanted to say, too, like, I am going to be going on a fast soon. And I'm saying that out loud as a point to be able to tell you I have I want to do an episode on fasting because I feel like fasting is what quickened my healing process. And I really want to get into detail about that with you. But when I'm really struggling, and I'm just going to kind of give a briefing of this, when I'm really struggling emotionally or struggling in an area or in, or if I feel like I'm off, I will go on a fast. Um, and I've done short fasts and long fasts. And when I say short fasts, it may be like a three-day fast. And I may do water only from like 6 to 12 p.m. And in between that time, I will find like pockets of little time to go into prayer and spend time with God to really hear from him. Because there are a lot of times where you're dealing with something that your flesh just needs to be consecrated. And so for me, lately has been that like uh, on edge feeling because I haven't really fasted in a while. It's been it's been a couple it's been a couple of months. I know I fasted before I release my book but before then was December and so I feel like this my flesh just needs to be consecrated but also to a point of where I just want to hear God speak and so I'm saying that to say research fasting because there are so many benefits but throughout my healing journey last year I fasted so much um because there was so many things I was desperate for God to change and I saw change fast through fasting. So if you're someone that's never fasted, research it, of course, before you do it. I'm thinking about maybe doing like a group fast with my listeners or something. I don't know if that's something you all would be interested in. If you are, send me a message on Instagram if that's something you would be interested in. But also too, if I want to just be able to like educate y'all on that because it was very impactful for me. But getting into that, because I've been so frustrated and also I feel like I'm off, um, I feel like a little spiritually, I feel like I just need to kind of get to God. And I think fasting is a way to do that. I'm being honest about this. This podcast will be very transparent. Being honest about this because I think it's important for you all to see a real walking with God is not this cookie cutter situation. There are going to be times where I just like, I don't even want to do this no more. (laughs) Because it's just important for you to know, like being a Christian is not just this easy thing. Sometimes there are times where you're not going to feel like doing this, this. And I've been in that place lately of just kind of frustrated um, that I really looked at what am I dealing with? What's in front of me? So last week I was, you know, very much so in a place of just wanting to be on top of it, wanting to be on everything, wanting to be on, you know, walk every single day, like wanting to do all the, let me tell y'all my week last week. I sat the previous Sunday trying to get my planner together because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be intentional, sis. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to be at work and do amazing things at work. I'm going to spend time with God every single day. I'm going to wake up at 430 every single day. I am going to make sure that I read a book. I am going to work out. I am going to be on it. Okay, listen to me. 
by Tuesday evening, I said, forget this. I ain't doing nothing the rest of the week. I put so much on myself. And I think that sometimes we do that without really taking a look at our behaviors. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can I not get anything done? Like, I was so anxious and overwhelmed with, like, the feeling of how are these people on Instagram? How are these people on social media? How are these people in general getting all this done? Like, I was, like, tired. I kind of got sad. I was like, I'm never going to be good enough. Like, I'm never going to be walking fully in my purpose because I can't even clean up my house on time. I can't, like... I didn't make my bed up yesterday, sis. Okay. I'm just like struggle busting it. I'm on the short struggle bus. Okay. On the short struggle bus. And I was so frustrated. I was like, what is wrong? Like, I can't be intentional with nothing around me because I'm just like, wow, I'm planning it. I'm doing it. I'm going to buy the groceries, but the fruit is still sitting in the basket, not being eaten. Like what is, what, what, what's the deal? So I beat myself up and I got really down, really sad. And was just like, this is never going to work. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to, what I'm going to do. So I thought putting myself on a schedule and a bunch of things without really addressing my habits and my thoughts was going to change it. And I realized very quickly that adding more stuff didn't do it. I couldn't keep up. I was just tired. And so I felt overwhelmed in my to-do list and longer and longer as the days went on, I just kind of beat myself up. And I already, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good way with myself about, you know, not beating myself up anymore and not struggling with shaming myself saying, I'm never going to be good enough. God's never going to be proud of me. God isn't going to be pleased with my my behaviors because I'm clearly not being a good daughter. I'm not doing these amazing things that people on Instagram I see doing. I don't really do that anymore. I used to. Um, and if that's something you're struggling with, like I said, please fill out the survey and write in there that you struggle with like beating yourself up. I really want to know that because if I want to, if I need to do an episode on shame, that would be something I would want to talk about. But anyway. I don't do that anymore, but I do get to the point to where I just get a high level of anxiety and I'm just like on edge all the time because I feel like I'm never getting to progress. And so what do I do? I spend my time frivolously doing things that bring me no benefit, like on Instagram and sleeping. Well, even though sleeping does bring me benefit, um, laying down or talking on the phone, not really just like forget everything, but just doing frivolous stuff, avoiding doing my podcast, avoiding like things I know I need to do just because I just am frustrated with everything. So... This week, y'all, I took the time to really like say, okay, sis, Roslyn, you got to do something different because this isn't working. And even in my time with God has been lately, like I said, fast is coming up because it's necessary. Um, A little bit overwhelming, even telling my therapist, like my time with God, I feel like has been shifting because I feel like I'm trying to do what I used to do in old seasons and this season and it's not working. And so she walked me through, you know, kind of what I do already. And she was like, you need to take a step back from adding so much to your plate and really just look at where you are. So this week I spent a lot of time and if this is something that you find interesting, I definitely recommend you often assessing yourself 
and assessing your seasons because a lot of times we're always in go mode that we don't get to really y'all reflection is important analyzing is important if you're not a natural analyzer or assessor I am, but if you're not naturally an assessor, I definitely recommend reflection. And that could be in the form of journaling, going back through your journals and really seeing where you've been the past couple of weeks. What have you been thinking about the most? What is something that you spend your time doing? Um, So what I did was really looked at my time. um, And I did this by I did a personality test. I know this may be so extra, but I'm going to get to my point to where I even realized that I need to work on my time management. I work in a job where um, I'm having to be extremely intuitive emotionally because I'm a therapist. And so um, my boss is someone who is um, all about like personal development, all this kind of stuff. So he mentioned to me and my coworker about a personality test, which is the Myers-Briggs. And if it's a free personality test, if you're interested, I'm gonna I'll link it below so you can take it. But it's basically a way to assess your personality, and there's a point to all of this, I promise. So I did the personality test. I found out kind of my personality type. I am in the analyst um, personality personality type. Um, and I am someone within my personality. I'm I don't think I'm gonna just kind of say what I am, but. I one of the weaknesses within my personality is time management. I'm over here thinking that it's my ADHD. Probably I haven't been officially diagnosed, but sometimes I'll just label like I just can't focus. But one of my weaknesses is time management because I get bored with stuff very quickly. So doing the monotonous, consistent things for me can be boring. And I do recognize that that being something that is a struggle for me. So when I see that my time management is a struggle, I was immediately like, uh, okay, well, how do I improve, improve this? Because I am a person that's like, okay, I'm analyzing. I'm going to figure out the problem to solve it. Like, how do I improve my time management? Because clearly this is an issue for me. Where is this coming from? And so I'm going to come from the scope of a scripture. And this is the baseline of this podcast. And hopefully me sharing a part of myself with you all will be able to show you that one, we all struggle, but two, I want to walk through this with you in the next, I guess, couple months to show you improvement, but also get you to see that we all struggle with something. And it's important that you know that because you cannot address something that you're not aware of. You cannot address the fact that you need to lose weight if you never step on the scale. You cannot address the fact that you struggle with unforgiveness if you never address the fact that you struggle with unforgiveness and who you have unforgiveness with. You cannot address that you struggle with grief if you never really, you know, honor the person that passed that really impacts you. Like those things that we avoid, we can never address if we don't know what they are. So, I'm coming from the scripture of John 8 and 32 of, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus was talking about, um, you know, in my in my uh, perception of just the scripture, just knowing that there's certain things that you're not free by, like I was saying earlier, cookie, like sugar coated stuff. Like, give me the hard truth. I need to see the numbers. I need to step on the scale and see that I've gained 15 pounds. I see myself, my clothes not fitting, 
but I don't really know until I see the number. Like I need to see what's in front of me. And so I went on a Google search and I was researching time management. And the point I want to tie to you is that we all struggle with this. I feel like unless you're someone who's amazing with time, who's amazing with, you know, if you are a business owner, if you're someone who has a full time nine to five, time management may not be a thing that you think is um, important. But for me, I think it's important in the sense of like who I want to be for God and who I want to do what I want to do to serve his people. My time is valuable because there's no time to waste. And I've been wasting my time not being all in doing other frivolous things. And so I went on a Google search and I found this lady named Laura Vanderkam. And I remember back in. Oh, I read a lot of books, y'all. So I I remember back in maybe 2014, 2015, I read a book by her called What Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. And this is the book that actually, I'll link that book down below for you. Um, This is the book that I read that actually got me started on a morning routine because I was hearing like in the book, she talks about what people do that are successful. Um, They get up in the morning, they rise early to do a lot of different things like work out or have reflection or whatever. And I was like, okay, it's worth a try. And I'm a person that's a morning person. Now I wake up at least by five every morning. But however, throughout the day, I don't utilize my time well. So she did a TED talk that I'm also going to link for you on how to gain control of your free time. Because I'm like... I don't have no free time. I'm I'm the one that always says, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to go to lunch with you. I don't have time to call you back. I don't have I don't have this time. I don't have this time. But what she talked about in her TikTok, which I definitely recommend, even if you do not listen to this full podcast, go listen to that TikTok because she talked about how we prioritize what we want to prioritize and how if we came from the lens of prioritizing things that we can do consistently, how much things would change in our life and how successful people who own multi-million dollar businesses or have large families as well as working a full-time job and managing all these things, you can have it all. You just really have to really see what's priority in your life. So she talks about us having 168 hours in the week. If I just take my full-time job out of that week and the time that I go to sleep, she said that leaves about 70 hours a week a week of doing other things. So I was like, okay, 70 hours a week is a long time if I'm taking out my workload and just like my hours sleeping. Like time to shower and all that isn't necessarily a long time. But what I realized was, so I I took a survey of last week up until Friday. And I'm going to be very transparent about, like I said, how I've been spending my time, y'all. And this is important for me because I think God shows me a lot of stuff through situations in real life that make me have to go back and reflect with him. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, that's why you allowed that to happen. Oh, okay, God, I understand. So real life situations for me are how God shows me things because I have to see the flat out truth. 
or the flat out what it is. I looked at my phone, and if you have an iPhone, this is for everybody. You need to go in your settings. You need to be able to see what you're dealing with. You need to go in your settings. You need to go to your screen time. Last week, from Saturday, March 23rd to Friday, March 29th, I spent nine hours, this is average, nine hours and 11 minutes on my phone. This includes everything that I do. So from text messages to phone calls to whatever, to social media, to looking at my email, all that kind of stuff. I spent nine hours and 11 minutes on my phone. Now, I do a lot of things on my phone because I work and I send emails and I do social media and I text people and all this kind of stuff. So it's not surprising that we're always on our phones a lot. But this is my average. However, sis, when I break down, this is is nine hours per day. So this is not like the whole week, nine hours per day on my phone. So if you think of 24 hours, I spend about nine hours and 11 minutes on my phone per day. So I went to social media because that was the highest, that was the highest bar on my phone that I saw. So nine hours a day, I went to check social media and I'm going to give you a weekly total. This is a weekly total. So all of the hours in the week added up of when I spend time on social media. So this really shocked me. So social social networking is a category and social networking includes Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Facebook Messenger, GroupMe, all of that. I spent in a week's time frame 28 hours and 52 minutes on social media. I was shocked because, and I'm being honest. So if I'm going back to when homegirl told me that I have 70 hours in a week, I spent a combination of a full day on social media in hours in seven days. I don't, I was like, sis. What and I have limits on my phone. I took the limits off about two or three months ago. I just put them back on maybe two weeks ago, but I still had 23 hours or 28 hours and 52 minutes on social media. So I went and I did it, dug a little bit deeper. I went to my weekly total for the highest social media platform that I'm on most of the time, which is Instagram. And I averaged probably on Instagram. And let me look now because I can probably give you a better outlook on. I spend about... About... Three to four hours on Instagram a day, if I'm looking at it in particular, on just this. Yeah, about three to four hours a day. Now, that's a lot in general, and I'm not going to get into that because I just don't even, my mind is like still blown by this. But I, but I basically looked at 
the time in a week, a weekly total. So three to four hours is still a long time. That's a long time to be on one social media platform. And this is throughout the day. So I could be, and a lot of times I know my habits. I pick up my phone in the morning times um, and I get on my phone. I know when I'm walking in the hallways at my cl- at school, like I might be walking to go grab a kid and I'll just pick up my phone, scroll Instagram. I scroll when I'm on my lunch. I scroll when I'm at home, chilling on the couch, scroll right before I go to bed, like scrolling. Combination of about three to four hours out of the day. In a week's time frame, no sis. I spent 23 hours on Instagram. Listen to me when I tell y'all that this Hurt my heart for one because I was like shocked at the at how much time I'm spending on a platform because you know it doesn't take long to post, it doesn't take long to write a caption and post it and get off, but when you're just mindlessly scrolling, this is time that I'm wasting doing this frivolously, throwing my time away to something that does not serve me. Now, I'm not talking about for the people who are bloggers or people who get paid via social media. I don't know that life says I wish I knew I don't have that life. So I can't really just necessarily speak to that. So I won't say like spending time on social media is not proofful when there are people who get paid to be on social media. I don't know that life, so I can't speak to it. But for me, that doesn't really, besides promoting my podcast and selling my book, I don't do anything else but post about my life which is fine. It still gives value to people and people may find it interesting, but the mindless scrolling does me no good at all. So 23 hours I'm spending on social media and I got a point to all of this because I have some things that I actually want to give you all that I'm doing to help me with this, but also it's helpful that I've learned over the course of a couple of years and just kind of trying to master time management. I was just so surprised at how much time I spent doing frivolous things. I looked at my husband's social media time and it's completely, and I, I hope he doesn't have a problem with me sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyway. I look, he may spend in a week's time frame 10 hours on social media by himself. That's not a lot of time because that could be 45 minutes a day, maybe, honestly, 45 minutes to an hour every single day, a little bit over that. But that's not a lot of time. For me, 23 hours is a lot. That's a whole day. So I realized when I stepped back from this that it's not that I don't have enough time. It's I'm not being intentional with my time. I don't have to add more things in my schedule. I just need to make use of the time that I have to add more things in my schedule. But if I don't address my behavior with time, adding those things are not going to do me any good because I'm going to just feel burnt out. It's like my plate's already full because I'm doing things that are taking up all this time that I'm not clearing out or changing the things that are happening. So I'm just adding more things to my plate. So I realized that being all in the process isn't about you know, just adding more things. It's really about, again, changing the things so that I can be impactful for God. Like I'm sitting up here beating myself up about the fact that I can't work out three times a week, but I'm spending two hours scrolling my phone on my couch and I could do a workout, probably have taken a shower, probably prepped dinner all in that two hours. And so 
I've avoided looking at this because I haven't been like, I didn't think it mattered because I'm like, oh, I just don't have time. I don't have time. No, sis, you have a whole full day, sis. You have a whole full day of time to do the things that you want. I could be writing more books. I could be connecting with others. I could be spending more time, you know, at home, making my home better. I could be doing so much other things. And I'm just spending time scrolling. Scrolling mindlessly. Because half the stuff I'm looking at, I don't follow a lot of bad people, but half the stuff I'm looking at is just people having fun or people doing businesses or people making the most of their day. And I ain't doing none of it. So... I say this to say, and I'm bringing this full circle, that you cannot address what you avoid. I I really challenge y'all to really look at your time management situations. And and I can't press that on somebody who, you know, may not necessarily want to. But we say we don't have time for God. We say we don't have time to do the things for the kingdom. We say we don't have time to volunteer. We say we don't have time to develop ourselves and read a book and be better people. We say we don't have time to go spend, you know, with our kids or our friends. But really look at your time. Like see where you're spending it. Because the stuff that you're avoiding is within time frames to do it. You're just not doing it because you're doing other frivolous things speaking to myself. And so bringing this back to the scope of like, just in general, where you are, what are you avoiding? Are you avoiding conversations with family members that you really need to have conversations with? But because we don't know the truth, we're not free from it. We don't know that, hey, Rosalind, you spend so much time on social media. This is where all your time is going. You can't see why you don't have freedom in your time because you spend time doing other stuff. And so Jesus is speaking to your girl when he's saying the truth shall set you free. The truth is setting me free that I don't do well with my time. But I also want to help you see that the truth is that you have been avoiding why that relationship ended. You have been avoiding why you haven't been able to lose weight because you don't stand on a scale. You're avoiding tracking, looking at your credit card balance because you know you spent all this money on Fashion Nova. Like, speak to me, sis, because I know that's me. You have been avoiding looking at your um, bank account, your credit score, well, all these things that we avoid looking at because we don't want to address our mess. We don't want to change our behavior because we think in the long term, oh, it's not going to be that much. Oh, I can pay that back. Like, no, girl. No, I'm in debt currently because I was frivolous with my credit card and avoided looking at the balance for so long that when I finally looked at it, it's like, I got to pay that back with interest. Why? Why did I do that to myself? But these are those conversations that I feel like sometimes God wants to have with us because, but we are too stubborn to sit with him and do. We don't step on the scale. We don't talk to that friend that hurt us. We don't talk to that family member. We don't address our grief. We don't address those relationships. We would rather just kind of live life and say, oh, everybody has just done me wrong or everybody has just messed me up and it's everybody else's fault when you haven't done introspection and really honestly looked at yourself. So you may not feel like things matter long term, but they matter. So I'm going to tell you kind of some things if time management is your thing. But in general, 
you know, currently, so what I did after I swallowed my pride and was like, sis, you really just need to take a look at yourself. You you got to look at your behaviors, Rosalind, because this is not going to change by you adding stuff on. This is going to change by you having a perspective shift. This is mindset stuff I'm talking to y'all about. This is mindset one-on-one with therapy, but also mindset one-on-one with life. So over the next two weeks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on my journey with myself and you can do this too if you decide to. But I'm going to go on with a journey with myself on how to manage my time. I'm not going to change my behaviors. This may change as I do it, but I'm not I'm not looking to change anything right now. I, I need to gather. I'm in a gathering stage. That's part of my personality. I am a person that likes to observe and gather to be able to bring about change. Um, so I'm not going to change any of my behaviors because honestly, I want to be able to see where I'm at. Um, and so I'm doing a time audit every single day. I'm recording what I do at the time I do it. I will just tell you, I did it yesterday and partially today. I spend like this morning, I spent 45 minutes in my bed when I woke up looking at Instagram like, I'm not changing my behavior, y'all. I'm literally going to do this as if... And I haven't even been posting much. I just scroll. Just scroll mindlessly. Like, oh, laughing at the memes and videos and stupid stuff. Just trying to see myself in a way that's different. So I time audit everything I do because... Because one of the things that I also realize with time management is I overthink how much time things are going to take. I overthink that it's going to take me... You know, it's been, oh, it's going to take me two hours to go to the gym when all actuality, I could probably get a good hour workout in and be done. Oh, I overthink. Oh, it's going to take me two hours to spend time with God. These are real things. Two hours in time with God because I spend so much time preparing and like, what am I going to read? What am I going to do that I'll spend literally probably 20 minutes just preparing to sit down and open my Bible that I'm that I do that and then I'm like oh yeah it takes me two hours because I spend so much time preparing trying to get focused instead of just doing it just going and do it just literally pour your coffee sit down open your Bible read that's it I overthink it which is why I was telling y'all in the podcast about spending time with God I have to set a timer for everything literally if I don't do that I will be all over the place so we overthink I think how much time things gonna things are gonna take when in all actuality they don't take long um I've realized that from doing but also I want to also see within doing this time audit what do I spend my time previously doing um I realized yesterday that I spend a lot of my time preparing what to do before I do it instead of just sitting down and doing it in my mind, I had this like I have to get this big, fo- this big aha of like okay, I'm ready to do this thing, and I spend so much time just thinking and preparing and motivationally doing it instead of really sitting down, just like saying hey. So that's something I'm working through. I'm gonna have to probably do it in therapy. I'll keep you posted. So I do this in 30 minute blocks of just um, what I do. So you know, even preparing for this podcast took me an hour. <laughs> I'm being so 
transparent with y'all because this is re- this is real life. Like I don't want to be so like, oh my god, let me motivate you and like not tell you the real tea. Like the real tea is that sis is over here, like taking forty five minutes just to sit down to sit in front of the microphone. That's real life. I don't want to lie to y'all and tell you that it's not real like this is real life and partially too the reason I want to tell you that is because this is the area I'm weak in and I'm inviting God into this area for me because he will give transformation he will show me that you need to get it together but also this is why you can't get it together if if I had an ex holy spirit to come in with that and say okay lord be intentional, but show me how to be intentional. And God slapped me in the face when I was telling y'all last, the last episode, sometimes slap you, slap me in the face with just the honest truth of it's not the fact that you Rosalind can't, you need to add more things or you need to do all these things for me. You just need to manage your time better. You just need to be able to know, like, it's not about, um, doing all these things. You can spend more time with your family. You can spend more time with your friends, things that are actually going to progress you and spend more time like talking about me with people or taking the time. But you be in such a rush to add all these things to your list that you miss. You miss the mark. And I'm like, Lord, 23 hours on a social media platform. And I know I'm not the only one, which is why I'm talking about this. I'm weak in this area. And the devil has, uh, this has been a distraction for me. I really believe that this has been a thing that has cost me being able to pour out to you all more because I'm distracted. And so I'm doing this time audit. It's just going to be what it is. I want to be honest with you. But also some things that I've learned in the past, because I probably could be worse with time. Um, some tips I learned a long time ago on time management. One of the things I got from this podcast that I listened to maybe about four years ago was to turn off your notifications. I turned off. I do not subscribe to turning on Instagram notifications. I don't do that because I will be on my phone all day when that little light pops up and I look at my phone and I see somebody like a picture I would go go to the notification I turned off my notifications about three or four years ago and it has saved me so much time Instagram turn it off Facebook turn it off news um news story or news updates turn those notifications off um, any type of emails, turn it off. Any type of, it's been so long, I don't even remember all the notifications, but any like uh, breaking news stories, turn off. Only notifications I honestly have on my phone are text messages, missed phone calls, new orders that I get for my um, book. And let's see, what else do I get when a podcast is posted? That's it. Everything else is not on my phone because if I have, if it comes up on my phone, I'm more than likely to open my phone and look at it. And those notifications are probably not even important, but I'm constantly having my eyes on my phone. So I recommend going into your phone, turning off the notifications. Try it for literally three days. Even if you just turn the notifications off on your phone, except for phone calls, text messages, and... 
if you own a business, having your business um, stuff, you know, come up on your phone. But other than that, turn it all off. And even with the text messages, I don't even have the text messages on to read my text messages on my lock screen. Everything just says text message and who it's from. That's it. That's all I have. Because when I get when I see all those 15, all those notifications from all these apps that motivate you, like turn that mess off. Turn it off. Go get a word from the Lord. Okay, so turn it off. Turn it off for three days. And literally, you will see you gain so much more time off your phone because your phone's not going off constantly. That's something I learned a long time ago. And then secondly, I would say for some tips for y'all for time management, observe when you're distracted. One of the things I saw yesterday when I was getting ready to do something was that even when I started a task, I would get distracted with doing something else. Like I would think, oh, I need to pay my bill. Oh my goodness. I need to go look up this ticket and see, cause I got a ticket two weeks ago. Oh, I need to look up this ticket and see how much it costs. Oh goodness. I Maybe I need to go on social media. Who's wrote me in my inbox? Like could not finish a task because I was distracted during my morning time with God yesterday. And I, like I said, I'm being honest. I sat up and paid a bill. I went on, so went to my email and was looking at this email of this item I wanted to buy. And I went and bought it. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, snap. It's time for me to get ready for work. Didn't wrote two paragraphs and read a scripture. That was supposed to be my time with God. So clearly, which is why I said I probably need to fast. I need to consecrate this flesh because it's distracted. Because the enemy will use the things that I am not doing against, or I won't even say against me, but fasting brings to my awareness where my flesh is. Is what is my flesh is craving? So I really wanted to get into this kind of more into a, a episode with re- related to fasting. But when you fast, you are tell you are dying to your flesh. You're cutting off your flesh to feed your spirit. And what happens when you fast? And if I'm going to give it based on my experience, is the rising to the surface of what your flesh craves. So I'll give you a very simple example. If you've ever fasted from or gave up sugar or something for Lent or fasted from sugar and said, I'm not eating sugar. What happens within the first couple days of that is you have these withdrawal symptoms such as like headaches Um, you may crave sugar more. You may like have these physical symptoms of, of a withdrawal from something. Same thing when you fast, when you give up food, you're having this physical symptom of taking something out of your routine. However, spiritually, even too, with your flesh, if you're giving up something to give it to God, you will begin to see physically and even more spiritually because your eyes are being opened to God the the craving your flesh has for something whether it be 
social media, whether it be um, your confidence, you, you you crave seeing other people constantly. So it's like it's hard for you to give that up. So fasting consecrates your flesh to die so that you can seek God on what truly is for you. And so why I said for me, I feel like I need to really fast to kind of get this together is because y'all have just really just been distracted. I've been, you know, focused on trying to sell my journal and like share topics about mental health. I'm like seeking all these things to do to like build this up, but I'm not really consecrating the thing that I know if I really just step away for a minute, like I will be off on a off on a different pathway, even though I'm still spending time with God, even though I'm still like, you know, giving him a little time in my day, I'm not consistently dying to my flesh. I'm just kind of pulling information from like, I'm pulling information from the Bible, but is it sitting because I'm spending 23 hours pouring into myself on other people's lives that I'm not really spending my time, like really in the Lord's face, but also consecrating this flesh if I'm making sense. So that was the reason why I said I feel like for myself, I need to fast and build my awareness spiritually so that this doesn't, this kind of overwhelm doesn't happen. Um, And some tips for that, because the reason why I said this is because with spending 23 hours on a social media platform, I'm planting seeds in my mind of comparison. I'm planting seeds of my mind of I'm not good enough. I'm planting seeds in my mind of I'm not doing what I need to do to post. I'm planting seeds in my mind of, oh, this person is so consistent. I'm not consistent, so I must not be a good... You know, all these seeds that I'm not realizing until when I saw this, it was like the rug was lifted and God showed me, you know... Rosalind, you can do this. This is why you're not intentional because you're pouring into yourself other things that aren't related to me. Even if it is positive messages that I'm getting from social media, because I don't follow, like I said, I don't follow bad people, but I'm making I'm making strides on a daily basis to pour into myself something that's not really necessarily one real, two helpful for me, and three just not helpful for my own mental space and time. So another thing, the tip that I wanted to give you, that was my little spiel on fasting, but I really do want to give you a good episode, but I'm going to have to fast for one and two, ask God kind of walking me through some resources to provide you for that. Um, Notice another thing I wanted to say is notice where for you, in particular for you all is I notice where you spend most of your time daily. Like, do you watch TV a lot? I'm not a person that watches TV a lot because I'm spending time on my phone, but do you watch YouTube a lot? Do you, you know, spend your time looking at clothes all day and not in like this episode is to not say like, if you spend your time doing things that are pushing you forward within your goals and your career, do so. But being patent, like paying attention to the frivolous things that you spend your time doing, um, and not to say rest is frivolous, not to say spending time with friends is frivolous, not to say taking a walk in the park or things like that, but like time that's wasted doing distract, being distracted. 
Um, so notice where you spend most of your time daily because the devil cannot hold you to something that you're aware of, which is why Jesus said the truth, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, truth shall set you free. Because when you're aware, you no longer try, you no longer really necessarily want to do it. And he can't hold you down to something that you are aware of. Um, also survey with people in your life that are close to you, people that provide wisdom. What do they say about how you spend your time? I know that for me, my husband has told me, babe, you on your phone a lot. Like I hear him say that. and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not on the phone that often. Yes, you are, girl. Yes, you are. And so now I'm like, when he, when I hear him say that, it's like, okay, I need to get it together. Um, so that was all I really wanted to say. That that was the basis of this. I want to take y'all on this journey with me of intent, being intentional, be intentional with yourself, but also before really change, adding more things to your life, check your behaviors. Check your mindset. Check what's in front of you. And if you don't know how to assess, take a fast. I promise you, do a three-day fast. Only water, six to noon. Spend two blocks of time, 30 minutes in your day during that time, spending time with God in prayer. I promise you, God will show you so much in that time frame um, about yourself. So that's all I wanted to say. Have a good one. I love y'all. Take the survey if you can, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.